0: Hello, hello, everybody. It is time for another Kick-Ass Career Conversation. I am Kim. I'm Louise. And we're joined by? I'm Carrie. (laughs) Carrie, we're glad you're here. We're going to let the world know who you are in just a little bit. But first, we want to start this week like we start every week. What
1: are we celebrating this week? Uh, I am celebrating... I have to think about it. Are there so many things that I want to celebrate that I can't think of one? That's awesome. Well, I, you know, recently here on the podcast, I celebrated my clients, right? Because I really felt like how they were like really stepping in and just like leaning all the way in and doing all the really hard work. Uh, in in this career space that I'm in, this career engagement space that I'm in, uh, it is it is tough. A lot of folks come to me and say, like, let's let's fix this problem. Uh, let's get a new job. Let's get a promotion. Let's fix my career. And oftentimes, it's not like that at all. It's getting really really deep into what do you really want, right? And that that really hard work. Um, my clients have gifted me. Uh, something this week uh, in sharing that again, right? And just just that reminder that there is some hard work, not that my clients do, but that I do as well, right? Um, and that's a celebration for me. Like, I don't feel like I'm done pivoting quite yet, right? And so what does that look like? And I get so much out of that client work that I get to take in and kind of do my own coaching around pivoting and careers and entrepreneurship and what all that looks like. So, so yeah, I guess it's still, it's still celebrating my clients, but in the gift that they're giving me uh, to reflect and have that insight as to like, what else is next when I tune into those little bubbles? Mm. Carrie, what are you celebrating?
2: Mm, Well, I am extremely excited because I am getting a new certification and it's called the Fearless Organization Scan, which is a really short survey, but it uh, measures psychological safety in teams. And I have met with my first team today and uh, yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I love that stuff. So I'm celebrating that today. That sounds fascinating. Mm -hmm.
0: What am I celebrating? It's like I asked the question and I'm like, oh. (laughs) And it's not like I don't know it's coming. I mean, we ask it every week. Um, I think what I'm celebrating is um, growth. So, Louise, to what you were kind of saying, like this idea of, you know, your recognition of this constant like, hmm, I'm not done pivoting. Right? Maybe I'm not. Maybe, maybe this is continuing for me and that's kind of cool. And where do I get to lean into that? Um, I was in my uh, business accelerator that I run today um, with my group and it was really interesting to hear where they are. So we were specifically talking around creating conscious connections, reaching out to people, having conversations, networking for those that are like, what the hell is <laughs> conscious connection? Networking, um, reaching out, creating a pipeline of people to talk to. And that fear around it, Mm. Um, that fear of stepping in and then um, going that step further of having something to ask for. And the challenge is to have something to ask for that is not, I need another client. I need another this. I need it, right? I need a promotion if we're talking about somebody who's an employee. Not to ask for that, that thing, but where else can we use support that will help us grow? And so this question was asked of me earlier this week, and I got to again play it out in the Business Accelerator this week, and it was a very exciting place to be um, because it's it is that cycle of growth that we are continually we continually have the opportunity to go through. And I can say I started to say we're continually going through, but there's a lot of people that have chosen not to be on that, um, whether consciously or unconsciously, they are they are not in the midst of it. But those of us who are aware of it to, to have that opportunity for growth, it, it always exists. So I'm, in, I'm celebrating that. That feels like a good thing to celebrate, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, Carrie, before we go any further, um, I just met you backstage. Louise knows you and we were celebrating that too because that's not always the case here on, <laughs> on the podcast. Um, so I would love to, I, I've, now I've read your bio, I've been to your website, so I know that, but I'm going to share with the world what I know about you. So Carrie is an author, a speaker, a consultant, and a certified executive coach. She is owner of Elevate Executive Coaching and co-owner of, am I saying it right? LumiLead? Luma Lead, yep. Luma Lead, a yeah. leadership development company. She has a Master's of Arts in Leadership and accreditations in Emotional Intelligence, Change Management, the Six Types of Working Genius, and the Fearless Organization Scan, which she just talked of. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie is a has a genuine desire to create positive change in the world, especially for her clients, and volunteers as co chair of Women in Leadership Foundation, the Saskatchewan chapter. Carrie, we're so glad you're here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Canada to represent today.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like you're my next door neighbor sometimes, but I just can't run out and have coffee with you because that's an eight hour drive. But, um, but you are close. Um, in, in Canadian terms. In Canadian terms. <laughs> fair, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so I don't know about you, Carrie, but I know when I was... Uh, a lot younger, I didn't even know what coaching was. I didn't know uh, executive coaching. I didn't know like all of these things, like it, psychological safety wasn't even a thing. I mean, it was a thing, but we didn't have language for it, Yeah. but all of these things. And so here you are uh, running and kicking ass in your own business, doing, doing that. But how did, did So many questions just like wanted to fall out. Like, What was that like for you to get here? Like, did you always imagine like this would be your your connected space?
2: No, no. Um, You know, it really was a journey because I, well, like you said, Louise, I didn't know what I wanted to be when, uh, or what coaching was even until like not even 10 years ago. I didn't. I didn't know coaching was a thing, and my kids now are, you know, at the age where they're starting to choose their careers and what kind of education they're going into, and I and I just say, you know what, it, it pick something and try it because what I do did not exist when I started university. So I did go to university um, for public relations, communications, and I did that for more than twenty years. And, um, and I liked it, it it was, it was a great career, and I was good at it. But what happened, or or I guess kind of how my career went, is I really, really enjoyed employee communications. And that's like being the voice of the executive to employees. And so when you're in that position, you really start to learn or understand leadership a little bit better. And, you know, what what leaders want to say as compared to what they do and and what employees want from leaders and from their employers. And so then I got really interested in leadership and I decided, okay, I'm going to go do a master's degree in leadership. And at the time, my organization uh, sponsored. So they paid for my education, which was Awesome. Phenomenal. But my boss said, he said, well, what, you know what, why not an MBA? And I was like, MBA, oh, that sounds awful. Like if I get an MBA, people are going to expect me to do MBA stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I leadership, that's what's really interesting to me. So I did that and then I came back to my organization. And I had all this knowledge and I was so excited about all I learned. And I wasn't able to leverage it to the extent that I wanted in the organization that I was in. And at the time the organization was going through some big changes and they were really great because they had a lot of support for employees. And one of the things that they did was hire a coach could talk one-on-one to employees Mm -hmm. and so i met her and and that's where i learned about coaching and she was so wonderful and we had some really great conversations and she she and i kind of clicked and and so i started to learn more about coaching and and then at the same time um so my dad is an was a serial entrepreneur and um, he had a business and he had been diagnosed with cancer. And he said to me, you know, why don't you come work with me? And then if I can't work anymore, you can take the reins. And this was really hard for me because my, my dad's business, um, well, he was an accountant, so he had that and he had another, another couple of businesses, but the biggest business was this window cleaning company. And I was like, window cleaning. (laughs) I don't know if that's really something I'm into. But uh, I said, you know, after thinking about a lot and having lots of conversations, I said, okay, dad, I I think that sounds interesting. I'm gonna come and work for you and I really wanna do this coaching thing. So I wanna try my own stuff. And he's like, sure. So I did, I quit my job. I went to work for my dad. Like weeks after I started working for my dad, I started my coaching certification, and then you know finished that. Started my business, and um, when I was there, I met my co-authors. We wrote a book, and then one of my co-authors became my business partner in Lead. and you know it just it just kind of all evolved. Mm. So,
0: I don't think we need to say anything more because the entire title of today's episode is "Changes of Process, Not an Event." <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Heck, perfect example. Yeah. Right. That evolution, right, to allow the process to unfold. What I didn't hear, and and maybe this was happening in the background, you just didn't share it in that story. What I didn't hear is I have to make a hard and fast decision for for what's for what's next. Mm. Did yeah. did that come up for you at all?
2: um you know it wasn't a hard and fast decision it it did take me a lot of time and there were a lot of things but what i did know is that i wasn't happy where i was at and i knew i had to do something and i was just lucky that i was given an opportunity that i could step into um but don't get me wrong. I looked. I looked for other jobs before that because I, you know, I was corporate. That's what I did. That's that's kind of thought. I thought where I belonged, and so I'd applied for other jobs, and um, and the universe kept telling me, "No, Carrie, this is not where you're supposed to be."
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it, it's that whole.
1: It's that evolution right like it's that word evolution that we're never really done changing or never really done growing we might be done in a in a particular area like and then we're and then we're, and then we're done but it's it's this idea of like i think we constantly evolve because we are constantly changing and finding an environment that is adaptable to like what's going on inside, I think is key to being connected and happy and fulfilled.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, when Heather and I, my business partner started LumaLead, we, we had our, our core values. And one of those values is practice. And the reason I compare it to yoga practice, because it's all about getting better than you were yesterday. And so, when we talk about leadership, it's always about growing, trying new things, getting better. because what happens is, you know, the world is constantly changing around us and and so much faster than it that it used to, you know. And it's like this change is just persistent and perpetual and um sometimes exhausting. And so, if you're not changing or growing or learning, you know, my dad always used to say, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because what we were talking about at the beginning when we were putting in our celebrations, that speaks to this as well, is that place of growth, of evolution, of understanding that we are changing. As human beings, we're changing every day. We're we're, we're changing individually, but we're also changing societally
2: in Mm. our communities,
0: in our families, in in our friendships, because none of us is static. And that can be really scary, right? When people want that feeling of stability to know what to expect next, to understand that we we don't live in a world that is static. I mean, look outside the window. No. Um, (laughs) It snowed here this morning. Mm. I don't want to look out the window. (laughs) But tomorrow it'll look different, right? In an hour, it'll look different because the sun will be in a different place. The entire world we live in is in a constant state of change. And yet we have this feeling of fear about it because we think it happens like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do we do about that? What do we do about that for ourselves and for the people we work with?
2: Wow. That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I love change. I actually... Seek out change because I I find um, I get bored with things. So you know, even with my job history, every three years I would either be switching jobs, switching companies, or or going back to school. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so I'm someone who who doesn't doesn't fear change. However, um, I think about. I think about you know when my dad passed away. So it's been about a year, and that was a big change, and it was not a welcome change, right? And and I was, I was thrown into this. Um, I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, sudden. He had cancer for years, and you know, um, we had time. And so when I was gonna take things over, I had a lot of uh, documentation and things to help me, but it was still really hard, um, and it was very overwhelming. And I think, you know, just reminding yourself that this is hard, but I'm I'm tough, and like I'm gonna get through it. And when I get through it, I'm gonna be better on the other side. Mm-hmm. It, it
0: it's. Did we just lose Louise, or do we lose me?
2: I think we lost Louise. Okay. Are Louise,
1: we... am I back? You're back! Yay! For a moment, um, <laughs> live shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like even on the other side, like I, I think what happens a lot of times is that we fear that sudden moment of change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we forget that we are already changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we forget that this sudden thing that happens is often outside of our control. It is, and that is that is super scary, right? That's us trying to, that's that uncertainty, that big black hole, that that right, that monster under the bed, whatever that is, it becomes really, really scary. And that's what we think changes. It's that. Mm-hmm. And we fear that instant that we are different on the other side of that change. But we are different all the time, mm. right? We are, we are always growing in some way all of the time. Mm-hmm. We actually learn something new every day and we forget mm-hmm. something every day. Um, At least one <laughs> thing. Right? Whatever comes on, something falls off the back of the truck. Um, and so we're different. We're different today than we were yesterday. And and we forget that because we don't take the time to reflect on what we're learning. Carrie, you called it a practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like like where are we practicing being ourselves? I call it experimenting, right? Where did we experiment today? What do we learn? What do we leave behind? Where do we, what do we take forward? And I think it's those things that that's actually like we're in the middle of it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, yet we have this, I think it's a misconception or or it's a mindset to say, well, but I fear that.
0: Mm. 100%. Um, so Ruby over on Facebook just shared, um, as a yoga teacher, it's in the practice, since we were talking about practice, where awareness for change is birthed. Mm. So by being in practice, right, by being in that place of, of awareness and connectedness, that is where we can create change, but where we can also be in the process of accepting and embracing change. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. I know like this morning um, I was doing, (laughs) I'll be in Mexico in a couple of weeks and um, I freaked myself out because I started doing more reading about the hike that we're doing. I was like, oh my gosh, it's at 10,000 feet. Oh, I am not prepared for this. And so I need to be on the treadmill and I need to be working on my hiking so that I have some lung capacity when I get up there. I'll be fine. Like I know on the back of my head, I know I'm fine, but there's that part of me that's like, this is really scary. And when I got on there today, I was like, this was easier than I expected. Now it wasn't easy, but it was easier than I expected Mm -hmm. because all the work I had already done had prepared me more than I was, you know, last month, last week, even yesterday, to be able to, to go at a higher Hiking level on a treadmill. I mean, it's a treadmill. It's different than hiking at ten thousand feet. I get that, but it's but still, it's that it's being in the process and being aware that allows us to not only recognize that the change is happening and and help facilitate it, but to also accept it and embrace it. And I think it's interesting because you were talking, Carrie, about that place of "I'll be fine," kind of like. I'm tough. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And what I felt inside was I'm soft. I'll be fine Mm -hmm. because I'm malleable, right? I am, I am able to work through things as they come. And it's the same idea. It's just different words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So what what else came up with this idea of like birthing um, change through awareness?
2: Do you think come up for either of you through that? you know what What kind of came up for me, Kim, was this idea of, you know, there's change that happens to you, and then there's change that you initiate, and what is, I mean, obviously, it's easier when you initiate the change, and, you know, for a long time, I am, in my career, I, I kind of waited for the things to happen. I mean, I showed up, I did a good job, I, you know, I was pleasant to deal with um but I waited I waited for you know someone to give me a promotion or someone to h- hire me whatever it was I didn't really take the initiative or take control of my career and you know I mean if, if I could tell my younger self like you have some power here you can drive the change you don't have to wait for someone to, to give it to you, um, one of my favorite authors, and um, she has a podcast too, Mel Robbins. You've probably heard of Mel Robbins, um, and she um, she's got the five second rule. And so when I was, you know, in that last stage of my, I guess I'll call it my former career, I had read that book, and what's really stood out to me um, from from what I had read, there were two things, but one of them was. No one is coming to save you, and uh, that was really empowering for me. I kind of, you know, sat back and went, "Wait a second! Like, how long do I sit here and wait for someone to give me what I want? <laughs> like, I need to go and get it." Um, so I did.
0: Yeah, reminds me of when I when I had my first apartment, and I was like, "Who delivers the toilet paper?" <laughs> <laughs> I. I I have to go buy that myself? Like, why is that not here? I just have to just come with the apartment. Like, you rent the apartment. The toilet paper comes with it, right? That was that was my wake up, one of my wake-up moments.
1: Yeah. yeah. I talk about this all the time with my clients around, like, our careers are actually journeys. It's like we're on a road trip. And we ultimately want to be the driver of our own car we want to be the driver of our own career and be on this journey that we actually craft, right? And we get to craft it with all kinds of things, right? If we are looking up, we see all kinds of signs. We see all kinds of routes to take. We craft our way through our careers. We create a map uh, and oftentimes Maybe doesn't look exactly how we want, but if we have a compass and we're headed in the right direction, right, our values, then we will we'll get to where we want to go. Um we might not know exactly what route to take or what detours are ahead or what potholes are going to hold us up for a few minutes, months, years. Um, but but we keep moving, and we are the only person that actually gets to decide how fast or slow we go. We're the only person that gets that. We're the only person who gets to decide when we pull over to a road stop or check out a roadside attraction. And yet we give up that power to all the backseat drivers that we have collected along the way because they're telling us to go faster, they're telling us to take this direction, they're telling us to watch out, and we give up that control so early on. And, and it, it's something that, that maybe doesn't, again, it's not like an instant thing, I think we feel like we're in control when we leave university. It was like, we got the stuff, like, here we go.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but it doesn't take too long before we pick up a passenger that is chirping in our ear or somebody that's playing with the radio. And we're like, oh, I guess I like country today. Like, <laughs> right? like, like we, we, we slowly yeah. kind of start to give this up. And this is that same, right? It, it's a It's a process. It usually isn't something that just happens overnight. But then we get to this place in our careers, in our lives, kind of this midlife place um, that all of a sudden we're like, what the, you... I'm driving this because I am was on autopilot for the last, right, 10 yeah. years, 15 yeah. years.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So that shows up for, and and so all three of us here are entrepreneurs, right? We have our own businesses. Mm-hmm. I primarily that's who I work with, our entrepreneurs and, and business owners and, and founders. The number of them who I say, well, as an entrepreneur, and they're like, I don't think of myself that way. <laughs> okay, but do you have business? Like, do you, you, who owns the business if it's not you? Like, who who is driving this bus? So it shows up even when we're confident enough to make that leap and to say, this is what I'm doing in the world. This is what I'm creating in the world. This is the change I'm making in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary to pull back that ownership and say, no, but I'm really actually doing this thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is who I am. Particularly if we've had a detour, right? If for whatever reason, you know, business isn't looking the way that it is and and God forbid we have to go and, and make a choice to say, I still need to pay some bills and so where else am I going to get that money from? Okay, well, I can... I can freelance. I can do some other things. I could go get a jobby job. I could do whatever I need to do. So it's a detour we weren't expecting, but we're still working on our business. When we come back into our business, I find more than not, there's that fear of saying, well, I've had a business for X number of years and including that time when they took a detour. But the business didn't go away, it just looked different. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like we do, when we take these detours, whether, however we are building and crafting our careers, it it is that detour makes us diminish the value of where we think we're headed. Instead of saying, that's my experience. I, got, I get to bring that experience forward with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, look, I went to law school. I'm not a practicing attorney. I don't ever want to be a practicing attorney again. I do. I do not regret, I paused for a minute because I'm still paying loans on it, but I do not regret, regret getting that degree mm-hmm. even though I'm not actively using it because mm-hmm. there's so much that I learned even just in the process, not just about the law itself, but the process of learning and how people learn and how people work together and how systems work. So it's, nothing is for naught. There's Mm -hmm. always that opportunity and that's that growth that we keep going back to. That's that process, being in process. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back to yes and, all three of us know because our clients all show up this way, change and recognizing that we're growing is scary because we want to be at that place. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I love saying, so what happens when you get to that place? Do you stop? Like, do you stop? Is that it? You get, you get there. You're done. I don't want to live that way. I don't know about the two of you. How? Don't t- tell me about that.
2: <laughs> These are such big questions you you're asking. Um, That's me. Yeah, you know what? I don't like. Like I said, my I'm I get the three year itch, right? I need to do something different. So, uh, I mean, it's gonna look a whole lot different. You know, at some point I'm hoping that um, my focus and my learning is about my grandchildren and, you know, not my bookkeeping (laughs) because that would be more fun. Um, Yeah, but I, I mean, no, I don't ever wanna stop growing and learning.
1: We get so hooked on that destination, like just like any road trip, right? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going there. And Mm -hmm. so we can like, just like pedal to the metal. Like, let's just try to get there. Mm -hmm. And like, Kim, like you said, like, and what's there, but, but it's not only that question. It's like, well, and what are you missing along the way? 100%. Right. Like, let's, let's be real. It's always a journey. Mm -hmm. There is actually never a destination. Mm-hmm. And when, like if we can't unhook ourselves from that mindset and that belief, like we are very limited in what we can do in the world because that's all we're focused on is that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And what
1: happens if you don't get it? Because yeah. that's outside of your car, right? Like that's outside of your control. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a prayer that we do in uh, synagogue and, um, the only part that I remember. (laughs) So those of you who are Jewish, who are hearing this, whatevs. So it, but it's, it is the life is a journey. It's not a destination. And it's actually, it's a, it's about this idea of right. Dust to dust, Hmm. right? Like if, if we're focused on the destination, then we're focused on death Mm
2: -hmm. because really
0: that's the only place we're all headed. Yeah. Everything else from our first breath
2: to our last yeah. is a journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to um, it's it's hard to remind yourself of that because I find, especially with social media, that you're always comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. and what they have, or the trips they're taking, or, you know, like, oh, I want to do that. I you know, and, and so, uh, you know, and I think too, as I'm talking about this, that it's important to have goals, you know, it's important to want to achieve things. Um, and I think maybe there's a balance between goals, but also just taking the time to be, you know, be in the moment recognize what's going on appreciate what's going on and what you have already.
0: Well I think the process for me is not being in the process and, and recognizing you're on the journey is not not having goals. I mean I think mm-hmm. about when I plan a road trip to use mm-hmm. Louise's favorite metaphor when I plan a road trip it is it involves roadside attractions not just like where are we stopping for lunch and for the night and what what big things are we doing but you know those let's get off the highway and go you know 40 minutes out of our way to go see the world's largest six pack like which <laughs> exists in Wisconsin and <laughs> not necessarily something you need to stop for but anyway it is like there are those things because it's the experience yeah it's getting from point A to point B we had a place where we were going. Mm -hmm. Let's have fun getting there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as we can, no, life is not just all rainbows and, and, you know, fairy tales and and unicorns. And yet finding that, like, where do we want to allow a little bit more of that process in? Mm -hmm. To me, that's the exciting stuff. That's the, the stuff
1: that that's what life is about for me. It's the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I had a client earlier
1: today and we were wrapping up our six month package together, right? And the, I had asked her like, what's, like, what's, what are you taking away from our time? What is it that you know, you're going to put in your glove box of your car and have as a resource? And her, her whole goal when we started coaching was, tell me what's next. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like where I'm doing it. I want to know what's next, right? I want to know the destination. And she told me today, um, and I hope I don't get it wrong, but the words were, I now have permission not to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so it's like she is more clear than she has ever been in her career journey. She knows more about herself And it comes with this not knowing, and it's okay to not know the destination. But you're so much smarter on the journey. You know yourself so much better. You know if you need to stop for gas. You know if you need to take that six-pack detour. Like, you know, like, innately, you know, you're like, nah, not for me, right? Mm Or, ooh, what's that? And I think that's that, when we talk about change being a process and, like, being more empowered around this big, scary thing. It's, it's really understanding that, right? Like it's okay not to know it's around the corner Mm -hmm. and still, right. And still be excited, um, to be on your journey. Mm -hmm. Mm I love that. I'm,
0: I have a client that we're working on and we've used this roadmap, um, (laughs) metaphor. And so to just to kind of put a little exclamation point on what you just said, what we agreed on is not to try and open the whole roadmap. We're not going to like, you know, when I was a kid, we would plan our road trips by like putting out the roadmap, like on the floor and like drawing, like that was how we did it. We didn't do it on on computer. I love doing it on computer and old school. But anyway, what I suggested to her is we bring it in and we're just worrying about where we're going in that first fold. We know we're going to get to where we're already headed to. Like, we know that that's coming down the pike. But when we get overwhelmed with that's a really big distance to fill, just look at that first flap. Just get just just that first little pit piece to move yourself along. By then, you're going to have picked up steam, and then you can look at the next fold and the mm-hmm. next fold. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of what you were talking about in terms of that freedom and that permission is to allow yourself to just – Just start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carrie, you have such such (laughs) wisdom that you brought into this conversation today. And I would love to know, just kind of thinking about where you're headed and Mm -hmm. when you think about where others are headed, Mm
2: -hmm. what
0: would you, what are those golden nuggets that you would love people to be walking Mm -hmm. away with from our conversation?
2: I think, I think the the one important thing is is holding that power to to create the change in your life. I think that's really important.
0: Beautiful.
2: Yeah, I loved you. You both said my
1: my kind of takeaway or what resonates with me. Um, it's that hard soft, right? It's that mm-hmm. I'm tough, I'm hard, I can get through it, and I'm soft, and I can get. And, and, and I can get through it too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we can get through it. However it is that we approach that, um, we have the tools and we are fully capable of navigating that detour or that pothole. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly when we give ourselves permission, yes. <laughs> right? So that, that's mine, right? That place of permission. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. yeah. Carrie, thank you again for being here. Where can people find you out in the world if they would love to continue the conversation with you or know more about what you're doing?
2: Yes. So I am at elevatecoaching.com and uh, we also have a website for lumalead.ca. So um, if if people are looking for leadership development in that vein, um, check us out. And I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Lovely.
1: Louise, do you, what do we of course on? I know. So you can find Kim and I know. also on LinkedIn uh, and you can find us over on your kickasscareer.com where you can tune into all of our events and the things that we've got going on and what we're birthing into the world uh, and what change we're trying to make. Please join us. March the 14th is our next. No, I did it wrong.
0: We have one next week oh, I messed up. But yes, come to Micro Moments of Joy. On oh yeah, March
1: that's on March the 14th, but that's yeah. not next week. No, next week we have
0: um, at 1 PM on February 22nd, because I'm silly. Um, I skipped over this one. Um, we have Micro Rituals on February 22nd oh, yes, at is. 1 PM Eastern, 2 PM, or excuse me, 12 PM Central. I went the wrong direction.
1: Right. And so these little micro moments that Kim and I are talking about are these little small snippets of uh, conversation that we have uh, that's, what, 20, 25 minutes that's going to give you some tools, some strategies, some ideas, uh, some takeaway of some kind as to how you can start making big changes uh, with these little movements in your life and your career, your business, fill in the blank, right? It's all things. Um, But yeah, uh, next time building confidence (laughs) and belief in yourself with Monica, um, you can join us then. I think this goes to show how much I don't know about what's going on and I just wait for the ticker to come off and then I just... (laughs) I do know what's going on. I pay yeah, attention, but I, I in the moment often can't recall. But yeah,
2: enjoy the journey, Louise. Am, <laughs> it's on just
1: the- 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 yeah.
2: It's
0: <laughs> towards, on a yeah, the- journey the- here. <laughs> 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 yes, next week on the twenty second is micro ritual, micro rituals for the mini class. Then on the twenty sixth is Monica with building confidence and belief in yourself. But this week we've had the joy. Of having Carrie here to talk with us about change being a process and not an event. No, none of this.
1: Can't mm, none do that. of that. Um, thank you so much for the conversation today, Carrie, and thanks for joining us here on kick-ass Conversations.
2: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you, Kim, and a pleasure talking <laughs> to you both. Thanks so much, I'm Carrie. All right. It. Bye, everyone. Bye for now.